Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be back online with you all this Sunday morning. I believe you had a good time in our extended home lockdown and all of that. And more time to spend with God and family, I believe. However, whatever it was, it's good to be back online. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we thank Him? We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah, Lord. Glory to your holy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're faithful. Hallelujah. Thank you for bringing us through almost half of the month, Lord. So grateful. Worship you now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Blessed be your holy name. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Sure, you had a great time and praise and worship and all the effort that the team are putting into it is for this great king. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's take a scripture out of First uh, Thessalonians 5. And the fourth verse, it says, But you, brethren, are not in darkness, that that day should overtake you as a thief. You know, there's this movie series called uh, Thief in the Night and all that. All those uh, movies are good. They give you an impression, an idea of what's coming soon. And uh, it looked like some people were shocked in it, that they were left behind and all that. And that's fine. And it came upon them in surprise. But he says... You are not supposed to be surprised. Hallelujah. So don't be anxious about it. Don't be worried about it. He says, You are not in the darkness that that day should overtake you. Hallelujah. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So let all those kind of fears be put to rest by declaring what God said about you. You're a child of light and you're a child of the day, not a child of the night. And so that day will not surprise you. Notice how it begins in the first verse, but of the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I write unto you. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. So he's talking definitely about times and seasons and that you don't have to be worried about those kind of things. Uh, you can see the day approaching, so we gather even more. Uh, we know that we are living in the very last days of it all. And so don't be perturbed. Don't be shaken. Hallelujah. That's what I would like you to see there, verse 5. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night nor of the darkness. So you are not of the darkness. You are in the light. Your Father is the one in whom there is no darkness. Hallelujah. There is no shadow of change. So the change and turning in character is what is producing the shadows. Hallelujah. We give you thanks, Lord Jesus, that you do not change, 
that you dwell with the Father in unapproachable light. So we do not sleep as others, but we watch and are sober. For they that sleep, sleep in the night. We read that last week. They are drunken, drunken in the night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, for in helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. See what he paid for, that whether we are alive or whether we have gone on, we should live together with him. That is what he paid for. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together. Edify one another. <laughs> this is what it's all about. Being comforted and strengthened, even as also you do. He says, they were doing that, and we are also doing that. Hallelujah. We want to maintain that place and uh, stay in that peace and don't be moved because I believe that in the last days scoffers also come who say, ha, where is the promise of his coming? Everything is just the same. Everything continues just as it was and there's no such thing. You know, all of that kind of stuff is also going on there and you'll see certain people just living as though nothing is happening. You know, just humdrum, mundane, but for us who are the children of the light, who, who know these things, who are sure about these things, we continue to edify one another. We continue to uh, maximize our operations of faith and love and that hope keeps us in our soul. The helmet of our being delivered out of this place to be with Jesus. Hallelujah. That's what he paid for. Isn't that wonderful? Praise the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. I think we should just read the whole thing in Canada, and Sister Kripa will handle it expertly, I'm sure. From First Thessalonians 5, it's a long read, but it'll just, verse 11, it'll just take care of certain things, how plainly it is written in the scripture. So don't be scared, don't be worried, um, be excited, and uh, let's just go on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sahodarare, he Kalagadanu, Vedigadanu, Kuritu Nimage, Bariu, Vadu, Avashevilla. Rathi Kaladali Kalanu, Hege, Barutano, Hage, Katana Dinavu, Baruva, Dendu, Nivech, and Nagi, Tiridirilla. Adare, Samadana Wagyu, Surakshita Wagyu, Irute, Vendu, Janaru, Hirutiruvagale, Avara Mele, Nashanavu, Garbinige, Prasava Vedane, Baruva Prakara, Baruvadu, Avaru Hegu, Tapisikolalaru. Adare Savodare, Adina Ukalanante Nima Mele, Barata Kadala, Niu Katale Liruvarala Nivellaru, Bedakina Makalu, Hagalina Makalu, Adidi Rashte, Nau Rathi Evaru Allah, Katale Evaru Allah Adakarana Nau, Itarante, Nidre Madade, Echeravagi Rona, Swasta Chitaragi Rona. Nidre Maduvavaru Rathi Nidre Madutare, Amaleru Vavaru Rathi Amaleru Tare. Navadaro Hagalina Varagira Lagi Vishwasa Priti Galemba Edeka Vachavanu Rakshaneya Nirikshemba Shirastranavanu Darisikondu Swasta Chittaragirona. 
ಯಾಕಂದರೆ ದೇವರು ನಮ್ಮನ್ನು ಕೋಪಕ್ಕೆ ಗುರಿಯಾಗುವಂತೆ ನೇಮಿಸದೆ ನಾವು ನಮ್ಮ ಕರ್ತನಾದ ಯೇಸು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತನ ಮೂಲಕವಾಗಿ ರಕ್ಷಣೆಯನ್ನು ಹೊಂದುವಂತೆ ನೇಮಿಸಿದನು ನಾವು ಎಚ್ಚರವಾಗಿ ಅದ್ದರೂ ಸರಿಯೇ ನಿದ್ರೆಯಲ್ಲಿದ್ದರೂ ಸರಿಯೇ ತನ್ನ ಜೊತೆಯಲ್ಲಿಯೇ ನಾವು ಜೀವಿಸಬೇಕೆಂದು ಆತನು ನಮಗೋಸ್ಕರ ಸತ್ತನು ಆದದರಿಂದ ನೀವು ಈಗ ಮಾಡುತ್ತಿರುವ ಪ್ರಕಾರವೇ ಒಬ್ಬರನ್ನೊಬ್ಬರು ಸಂತೈಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುತ್ತಾ ಒಬ್ಬರ ಭಕ್ತಿಯನ್ನೊಬ್ಬರು ವೃದ್ಧಿಪಡಿಸುತ್ತಾ ಇರ್ರಿ Praise God. This is a time to comfort ourselves. Um, and that is very plainly written there. Edify one another. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So don't be under duress and under pressure and be anxious. This is a time to relax. I may look a little stiff, but that's because it's the a.m. morning, you know, kind of deal. but uh, i really like to <laughs> just maintain a good uh countenance to cheer you up comfort you but i'm reading from the word of god so even if i don't look entirely like it that's the truth we should comfort one another hallelujah so jesus coming soon comfort one another jesus coming soon edify one another hallelujah praise god the times and the seasons you can see they are all close hallelujah so this is not a time for fear this is not a time for worry this is not a time for anxiety this is a time to be comforted this is a time to be built up hallelujah this is a time to hold on to your helmet the hope of your salvation keeping your thoughts on that soon going home hallelujah thank you jesus and notice there you know it, it kind of goes into the leaders and teachers and we beseech you brethren to know them which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you praise God and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake and be at peace among yourselves praise God so um there is a certain place given to those you consider to be over you in the lord and those who admonish you and then he says to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake some people go the very extreme with this and that's uh, you know sort of abusive but there is a balanced place of esteem where you give them uh, a certain place in your heart and in your thinking in love he says for their work sake and be at peace among yourselves praise god so don't be fighting with them now this is a time to be at peace hallelujah <laughs> amen but uh, we don't have any right to force anything on anybody we're just going to uh teach and preach and then individuals have the choice isn't that interesting in first peter 5 uh Peter is speaking as an elder there he says the elders which are among you I exhort who am also an elder and a witness of the sufferings of Christ also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed so he's speaking there saying to those who are elders who are mature he says in verse 2 feed the flock of God which is among you that's the primary role of a pastor feed the flock which is among you 
taking the oversight, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. So he's uh, saying, remove yourself from other, um, let's say, motives. The other motive should be kept away, and your main motive must be, I need to feed the flock. Notice that they are the flock of God. Hallelujah. So God has put you temporarily uh, in charge of his flock. Just like I think Moses and Jethro, remember, he was taking care of his father-in-law's flock. Praise God. So there is a taking care of his flock. They are his. Praise God. And we need to keep it like that. Verse 3, neither as being lords over God's heritage. So we cannot force anything on anybody. That becomes a dictatorship. The choice has to be made by the individual. But being examples or examples to the flock. So they must see the example uh, portrayed in that leader and then follow the example. Consider their lifestyle. Consider the end of their lifestyle. Uh, how does this end? You know, sometimes people are concerned about so many other things, but it is important to notice that when you act in the wisdom of God, there is length of days, riches, and honor. You don't want just to have honor and uh, just die off suddenly. You want to be able to live long. You want to be able to see good days. You want to have God's supply. Praise God. We must consider having all three. So we may have to drop off all natural wisdom and apply God's wisdom. Hallelujah. So you cannot force anyone where they go and who they submit to, that's up to them. Hallelujah. <laughs> they have to choose. Neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock. So people are looking for the example. And we're called to be the example to the flock. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not. Praise God. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another, clothed with humility, for God resisted the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves. It goes into that mode of everything, uh, humility unto God, humbling yourself under His word, His instruction, His spirit. He otherwise can stand against you. Can you imagine God standing against a person who is a believer, actually stopping him, resisting him, uh, arrayed against him. That's not cool. So we're going to follow the scripture as much as um, we can by the grace of God and not lord it over anybody. We will teach, we will preach, and you have to decide because you're God's flock and we are temporarily over you for this season and then it will be over the church is coming to an end the church age is coming to an end and then we will go to that great shepherd of ours the Lord Jesus himself whom we will see face to face but notice there's always going to be rewards for whatever we do here the crown of glory that fadeth not hallelujah mm -mm. glory to God so from here it's going to be things like receiving crowns 
decoration, coronation, glory that faded not. Hallelujah. Eternal realms are coming up from here. Thank you, Jesus. So let's keep our eyes on eternity. Let's keep our eyes on what comes after this. Hallelujah. We should have that as our hope, as our target, as our trophy. Praise God that we're going to see that chief shepherd, that great shepherd. He shall appear. We shall receive a crown of glory. Now let's see, you know, uh, verse 2 and 3 in Canada also. Nimaliruva Devara Mandayan Nukairi, Balatkara Dindala, Adarishta Purvakavagyu, Nichavada Dravyasha Indala, Siddhamana Sinindalu Mele Charane Madiri. Devara Swastya the Mele Doritana Maduvarante Nadeade Mandege Madari Agi and Adedukuliri. Thank you, Jesus. So you you notice there Peter is a man who is experienced from the very lips of the master himself he was told to feed the flock you remember and he has it indelibly in him it is there deep within him he knows that hmm, i have to feed the flock i have to sometimes feed them with my hand and then when they grow up i can just guide them to where the green grass and the pastures are but while they are still babes i need to take the effort and feed them with my hand even praise God so we we want to be able to bring the food and the feeding to the flock and then they grow and mature and they can be able to tell the difference between good food and trash hallelujah sometimes you know on the roads you'll see livestock feeding on the trash that's a problem with the shepherd otherwise they'll just feed on trash the shepherd has to show them what to feed on. So you don't blame that livestock, that cow or goat. You blame the shepherd. In this case, the under-shepherd. Hallelujah. So God uh, owns the flock. And we have to be careful to feed them, mature them so that they can choose not to eat the trash, not to be moved by the things that are evidently in a natural realm, but to live from the Word of God, which is from another realm altogether. Hallelujah. We came from above. We are not from this world. You are born again, and you became the flock, uh, the sheep of God, because you have accepted the Master, and you have accepted that you came from another world. You are born from above, with His nature, with His life. And so... This world has its trash and calls on us to feed on. And uh, we need to be able to hearken to the voice of the great shepherd speaking through the under-shepherd, through the word of God, and to tell what's trash and what is right, what is real food. Hallelujah. Praise God. And after you've suffered a while, God will receive us into eternal glory. Hallelujah. Verse 10 says, But the God of all grace who has called us unto his eternal glory. Woo, thank you, Jesus. One of these days, it's going to be eternal glory by Christ Jesus after you've suffered a while. So there is a kind of suffering down here uh, in the realm of thinking and separating and thereby bringing your body into subjection and then you will be strengthened and settled. Hallelujah. 
made perfect. Thank you, Jesus. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Hallelujah. So um, you can see it's all uh, plainly written there and we are going to go with it. Thank you, Jesus. Meantime, don't be anxious. Don't be worried about anything. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Maybe we can get uh, um, verse... I think we did verse 4. Did we do verse 4? No, let's do verse 4. Thank you, brother. That faded not. It's going to be an amazing time there. Thank God for things that do not fade. There's a plain difference between the fading and the unfading. We're going to stay with the things that do not fade. Amen. Praise God. Now let's jump off to the Philippian epistle. Philippians chapter 3 verse 12. Not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which also I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. Hmm, interesting. Notice the word apprehend, apprehend, apprehend. Then 13 continues, Brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended. So apprehended is there like three times between verse 12 and 13. But this one thing I do. So he said there's a lot of things that we need to apprehend or understand because we were apprehended and taken by Jesus. Hallelujah. You've been caught by him. You are in his hand. Between the Father and him, you've been grabbed. Hallelujah. That's quite a grab. The righteousness of God. Jesus has been made righteousness for us. You know, that life between the man and the Christ has been embraced around you. And therefore, you can experience both realms. Thank God for that. Praise God. And there he goes on. In the middle of that, he says, I do not apprehend much, <laughs> but this one thing. He says, I count not myself to have apprehended. Verse 13. He said this, uh, a constant desire to know why he, he caught me, why he grabbed me like that. He says, but there's one thing that I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. Hallelujah. So there are certain things in the Bible that you will notice is one thing, one thing. Maybe you can do a study on these one things. And it's, it's pretty interesting. One thing. You know, first, seek first, all of those things. And so God is into all of that. In the midst of so many things, there are certain things that are more important, most important. Priority. That's why there is the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. Hallelujah. There is length of days, riches, and honor, all three. If you go with the wisdom of God, if you go with His ability to choose properly, handling the knowledge properly, that wisdom is available so that you can actually uh, circumvent the pitfalls and live and fully receive all that you were created for. And I believe that's what we should be pressing into. Hallelujah. Not just come like a flash in the pan, suddenly appear and then disappear. Hallelujah. No, we're going to go all the way. And so it's going to take times 
I mean time uh, to be able to focus and be comforted at the same time. The, the Holy Spirit is the great comforter. So if you are listening to Him, like we said, there must be comfort and then edification at the same time. He is the one who edifies, who builds us up. Hallelujah. So you can see that there must be comfort in the middle of all that way. You can say, ah, I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to be anxious. I can just yield to God's will, His word, and not be worried about anything else. I can just act on the word, act like it's true, step out there, and I will not delude myself. I will receive. The blessing is for those who act, who believe, and say, yes, I'm going to do like it's true and Praise God. There it is. But he said, um, I do not count myself to have apprehended. This great man in Philippians here is saying, I have not really apprehended so much. <laughs> if he has not apprehended so much, my brother, my sister, I wonder how much we have apprehended. Then he focuses on this one thing. He said, there is one thing that I have definitely understood and laid hold of. He said, and I do it. Notice the doing. I do. That's all in italicized version. This one thing I do. Praise God, it makes sense. Forgetting those things which are behind. This man was in charge of uh, wrecking havoc uh, on the church, the early church, and was responsible for the death of Stephen, the martyr. His clothes were kept at his feet. Forgetting those things which are behind, reaching forth unto those things which are before. He said, this is one thing that I do, that I act on, and praise God, it's important. So he must have had a very deep sense of guilt and harsh memories of being the one that persecuted the church. He was injurious, he was a blasphemer. In fact, in um, Acts 26, let's go there. Don't worry, Sister Kripa will help us again. 26, notice what he said there in the ninth verse. He said, I verily thought with myself. You know, he had pondered with himself. He had planned within himself that I ought to do many things contrary to the name of Jesus of Nazareth. <laughs> he had plotted and planned how many things he had to do against the name of Jesus of Nazareth. Imagine a person who's just secretly pondering how many things he has to do against the name of Jesus. That's how he was. Wow. I had thought with myself, King James says. Pondered, seriously. Got to do many things, many things against the name of Jesus. Which thing I also did in Jerusalem. And many of the saints did I shut up in prison, having received authority from the chief priests. And when they were put to death, I gave my voice against them. And I punished them oft in every synagogue. Compelled them to blaspheme. Sounds familiar. These things are happening now also, that same spirit. And being exceedingly mad against them, I persecuted them even unto strange cities. Hmm. Praise God. That's the kind of person he was. So you can see he has some things to forget. 
Hallelujah. A huge load of memories. Whereupon, as I went to Damascus, he said, I was just going on with this agenda, which he had planned out very well. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven. Woo! You see the light? Can you see the light? <laughs> a light from heaven, above the brightness of the sun, shining around me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen, you have to fall after that. You have to hit the floor. <laughs> to the earth I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to prick, uh, kick against the pricks or the nails. And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But arise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness of both these things, both of these things which thou hast seen, and those things in which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people, from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, to open their eyes, to turn them from darkness to light, power of Satan, to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. Whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient unto the heavenly vision. Oh, it's, it's just lovely to hear that again and again. You see, he, he constantly brought this out. This is how I was and this is what happened to me. And I'm sure you'll have your own personal experience of how you met this great king. This glorious light that shined on the road to Damascus may not be as great as this, but it is personal and it is individual and it is powerful because it sent you uh, on an opposite trip to where you were headed before. It completely turned your life around. No doubt about that. Praise God. So... You know, this is a person who had his own agenda, had his own plans, was determined to carry it out. But Jesus said, I am going to make sure that I take you into the plan I have for you. I'm going to send you. He had a simple prayer over there in the book of Acts 9. He said, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? You know, so that should be the prayer. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? So he said that was what he was trying to apprehend. Why did you apprehend me? For what reason did you catch me, Lord? What do you want me to do? And he said, don't worry, you go into the city. Somebody's going to meet you and, and so on and so forth. Praise God. And you notice here, maybe we can read a thing or two. Maybe 26 and verse 9 in Canada first, and then we will go to Philippians the third. And then let's do Philippians 3 also and verse 12. Yes. 
ಇಷ್ಟರೊಳಗೆ ನಾನು ಪಡಕೊಂಡು ಸಿದ್ಧಿಗೆ ಬಂದವನೆಂದು ಹೇಳುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ನಾನು ಯಾವುದನ್ನು ಹೊಂದುವುದಕ್ಕಾಗಿ ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸು ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಹಿಡಿದುಕೊಂಡನೋ ಅದನ್ನು ಹಿಡಿದುಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದಕ್ಕೋಸ್ಕರ ಹಿಂದಟ್ಟುತ್ತಾ ಇದ್ದೇನೆ this desire to apprehend or know and get a hold of what jesus has caught you for see what should i do there will be a desire to know that constantly and then verse 13 he said i do not count myself to have apprehended but one thing i do forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth unto those things which are before i press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. So maybe we can read 13 and 14 also in Kannada. Sahodarare, nanantu hididukondavan endu nannannu enisikolluvadilla. Aadare idom dannu maaduttene, nanu hindina vishayagalannu marithu bittu mundina uvugalannu hidiyuvadakkagi. ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವಿನಲ್ಲಿ ದೇವರ ಉನ್ನತವಾದ ಕರೆಯುವಿಕೆಯ ಬಹುಮಾನವನ್ನು ಗುರಿ ಮಾಡಿಕೊಂಡು ಓಡುತ್ತಾ ಇದ್ದೇನೆ. Amen. And then you say, oh, that's all about him. But notice verse 15 brings you into it, if you'd like to. Let us therefore as many as be perfect and be thus minded. That's mature. You like to grow up. If you're growing up, if you're being fed properly, your tendency is to grow up. Hallelujah. And if you've been fed properly, there will be a desire within you like that. um to have this kind of thinking be thus minded and if anything you be otherwise minded god shall reveal even this unto you so this should be uh the result of na- normal growing feeding properly being fed nicely uh you should eventually have this kind of mindset i'd like to grow up and know why jesus took me in his hands why the father and the son grabbed me and i need to press into it hallelujah but in order to go forward he said i had to do this thing forgetting the things that are past forgetting those things which are behind reaching forth onto those things which are before hallelujah notice that i press toward the mark so there's one thing first and then the second thing so you forget the things that are past first and then you press forward it's going to hinder you otherwise you may not be able to go forward you could be stuck there and not move any further than that that's the terrible aspect of a lot of people they got stuck have you seen believers that got stuck he sees like a tree and some uh good looking fruit on it but then after some time you notice that it's drying up and it became a dry rot you just touch it it falls down and it just breaks into pieces and little critters come out of it too and i'm like oh man that looks so good what happened something happened it got stuck there so he doesn't want you to get saved and stuck a lot of people get stuck and i believe one very powerful thing that makes you get stuck is the past memories that load up and begin to accuse you you see the conscience is a set of thoughts that either accuse or excuse you and it has to be by the word of god trained by the word of god so there's a lot of work in that 
that simple verse that he said, this one thing I do, I keep doing this. I'm, I have to do this if I have to press forward. Amen. So, letting go of the past is very, very powerful. This is a man who had planned many things with himself against the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So, uh, you know, he had to now drop all of that. He had to plan differently. He had to have a different agenda, a different purpose. And you and I have to start seeing that too. Let me see if we can do another verse. Second Corinthians, the second very familiar verse, verse 14. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes us to triumph in Christ, and maketh manifest the savor of his knowledge by us, in every place. I know that you know this verse. Verse 15. For we are unto God a sweet savor of Christ. In them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one we are the savor of death unto death. To the other the savor of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? Wow. It's um, interesting. This is supposed to be historically a thing that would happen when one king and his uh, kingdom were conquered by another. They would actually be chained and led through the city uh, as defeated foes and they would have a procession where all of them were stripped of their arm, armor and um, you know just displayed as defeated and they passed through the city and there was a ceremony like that and they would actually now start um, <clears throat> offering flowers and incense to their latest captors or authorities. So the guys who you fought against, now you start offering incense and worship to them. Can you imagine this condition? You are stripped bare, you are in chains, you are defeated, thrashed properly, and you are being led through the cities that you came against as a defeated foe, and you are now offering incense. So here, just imagine Paul, who had many things planned privately against the name of Jesus. Now he's grabbed by this Jesus in chains and he's offering incense to Jesus. <laughs> he said, I planned so many things against Jesus, but he apprehended me on the way to Damascus in this glorious light, dropped me off my high and mighty horse, turned my life around, brought me as his captive, led me as his own captive into victory, of course, but as a captive, first of all, he's like, He's a captive. He's captured. What should I do now? What should I do now? What should I do, Lord? And he's captured and taken along. And, you know, that that perfume was a, a memory to, to different types of people. To those who um, were going to live after that, it was like, hey, I'm going to live. Oof, I can smell the smell of victory and life. To others who were going to be killed, they would be others who would be killed after they were brought through this whole procession and mela through the city. Some were executed. So when they smelt that flower and that incense, 
they are reminded you're going to die. Today you're going to die. Today you're going to die. So to some it was the savor of death, to others the savor of life. Hallelujah. Praise God. In this case, the past has to die. Praise God. Things that are past, thank God they are dead. Hallelujah. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things are passed away. And so the enemy has actually no foothold uh, in your new creation. He has no, no hold whatsoever. But he can bring you memories. He can bring that Kodak moment to you again. <laughs> Mama don't take my Kodachrome. Mama don't take my Kodachrome away. Hey, have you heard that song? I guess not. But um, that Kodak moment, you may also grasp for it and you may want that memory so much, but he's like, drop that thing, man. Hallelujah. Drop those memories. Forgetting the things that are past. Old things are passed away. Hallelujah. <laughs> so memories may flood you suddenly. Boom. But you have to learn to forget them. And press on to that which your latest captain and Lord has grabbed you for. You are now in his liberty but in his chains also at the same time. You are not just free to do your own will. You are free to serve Him. Hallelujah. You know, I am free to run. I am free to live. I am free. Yes, free to serve the King. Hallelujah. Because eventually when we head home, that's all that's going to matter. That's all that's going to matter. Praise the Lord. Wow, we've talked quite a bit. Maybe we can just read Second Corinthians 2.14 and... All the way to 16. Thank you. Christianally, Namanu Yavagalu, Jayotsava, Dodane, Merasutta, Athana, Vishayavada, Jnana, Vimba, Suvasani, and Nama, Mulaka, Elas, Talagadali, Yapana, Gurisutta, Baruva, Devarigis, Totra. Prakshane, Hundida, Varaliu, Nashavagu, Varaliu, Nau, Devarigagi, Christana, Parimala, Vagi, Deve. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. So you can see that uh, we are being taken captive by a good Lord who laid down his life for us. And we are being captured into a life of victory. Ooh, glory, always in every place. With this new commander-in-chief, every battle is already won. Thank you, Lord. Every single battle is won. You are guaranteed the victory in every place, always. Because you are locked into His victory, into His life. He has become your Lord, your captain, and He loved you so much, He gave Himself for you. To win you back into his arms. Because you actually originally belong to him. Praise God. He knew you before time began. He knew you before he formed you in his mother's womb. Thank you Lord Jesus. See the thing about this one who loved you. Is that he knew your choices before time. He did not choose some and dump the other. He knew their choices before time and chose them. There are some who plan against the name of Jesus. 
and are going to finally become his prisoner and taken into his victory of life over death. But there are others who will not ever accept him and choose his name. And he knows that. So they will not be chosen. But it will be because of their own free will, free choice. You see, God has not tampered with the free will of man. We can only teach and preach. The choice is up to the individual. Praise God. But we have this victory in Christ Jesus always and in every place. Thank you, Lord. So you can see there that this is the plan of God. In Isaiah, the 43rd verse, he says, I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions for mine own sake and will not remember thy sins. Our Father decides that he will not remember our sins. So why should we remember our sins? Why should we remember our past? He has done it so that he can bless us. The Father wants to be able to bless his children. He says, I, even I, am he that blotted out thy transgressions for my own sake. Can you see that? So this thing is the Father's plan. It is his own desire. And any loving father would like to be able to still bless the children in spite of everything they do. Are you out there? If they are truly your children and if you really have a father's heart, you would like to be a blessing to them. And so you may have to let go of whatever happened between you and them before. Just let it go. Hallelujah. So he knows that this thing can hinder fellowship. This thing can hinder receiving the blessings from a loving Heavenly Father's heart. So he has said, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to blot it out. That there's not going to be any trace of this. I will not remember your sins. The one who had authority, who would speak and things came to being, said, I will not remember your sins. So that's how he forgets them. Praise God. So remember, this Father God wants to enjoy his fellowship with his children and be a blessing to them. And he wants them to receive the blessing. You are not happy unless your children have received what you uh, desired from your benevolent heart to give unto them. Praise God. And so we also need to begin to tap into that and say, this is for my own benefit my father has forgiven and forgotten. Now I have to let it go so that I can receive my father's benefits, his blessing, his great fellowship. Amen. Maybe we can hear Isaiah 43, 25 also in Canada. <laughs> Praise God. And then he goes on into... Okay, you forget certain things, but you have to remember certain things. And you have to be so aware of those things that you can put God in remembrance concerning those things. That is talking about prayer, petition, and so on. Put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Excuse me. Declare thou that thou mayest be justified. Hallelujah. Woo, hallelujah. Can you see the declaration? To declare that you are just and you are justified. Amen. That God is the God who declares that you are justified. He is the one who justified you. And he declares that you are just. And you must pick up that voice and say, 
actually I'm justified. I can stand before your throne with no guilt because you became sin for me. Hallelujah. That I should be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I have no hint of inferiority as I stand in front of you. And you said I could use the name of Jesus to receive answers to prayer. According to your word, by the stripes of Jesus I was healed. He became poor that I, through his poverty, might be rich. He became a curse for me so that I would be blessed with the blessing of Abraham. Hallelujah. You begin to plead and put forth your case like that. Why? Because he's also a just God, notice, and he's going to declare you are just and justified in your asking. And you receive legally in Jesus' name because he paid the price. Hallelujah. Then 27 says, your first father has sinned. Who's your first father? Adam. He brought us into all of this trouble. But you now have a new father. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Can you see that? It's far better to belong to the heavenly father. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I thank God I have a new father. You have a new father who loves you so deeply that he gave his life for you. He gave his precious son for you. Will he not with him also freely give us all things? He did not spare. He did not hold back. But he gave his only son. Thank you, Jesus. So um, maybe we can hear verse 26 and 27 also in Canada. Nanage Napaka Padisu, Navibaru Vadisuva, Nina Nitivanta Nindu Prachura Padisu Nina Mula Pitru Papa Madidane, Bodakaru Nanage Viroda Vagi Droha Madidare. Praise God. So you and I should be more focused about uh, getting into the place that God has favored for you. Praise God. Rather than being condemned by your past photo plans from hell to steal from your life to destroy you to bring condemnation and heap guilt on you so that you do not stand boldly before your father and receive what's yours what a plan he cannot do it himself you have to do it so he'll keep showing you things affecting your thoughts so that out of your own will you will choose not to fellowship with the father out of your own will you will choose not to be bold to have faith that receives to use the name of Jesus, you will be, huh, you, look at you. This is what you are. And he'll bring all these pictures and these thoughts before you. He's the accuser of the brethren. Don't let him cheat you and con you of the blessing that your father has for you. Hallelujah. Whatever the son paid for belongs to you. Ha, ha, ha. Victory in every place, always. Praise God. Then you will have to deal with things that uh, try to stick on to you while you're on the earth, while you're on in this planet, in this earth realm, such as a couple of things. Let's see if we can tra trace them and track them. Matthew eighteen twenty one. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him till seven times. Remember? Breastplate of love and faith. You have to keep provoking yourself yourselves, especially as you see the day approaching uh, to love and good works. Love and good works. See, so Peter came there and said, How often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Till seven times. Peter was being kind of generous. They said, 
you know, seven times. It's like, seven times? <laughs> Jesus said unto him, Whoa, this is tough. I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. Shoo, that's plenty. For a guy who just thought he was being generous with seven, he said, multiply that by seventy, by the way. Jesus said unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. He said, oh, you're into the sevens, huh? You're into our law and all of the Sabbath and seventy and all of that. Let's get you right. Seventy times seven. That's 490 times. Hmm, wait a minute. Okay, let's jump off. If you get the actual context, is slightly taxing, to say the least. In Luke 17, verse 1, he says, Then said he unto the disciples, It is impossible, but that offenses will come. But woe unto him through whom they come. It were better for him <laughs> that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and he cast into the sea. Can you think that this delicate person called Jesus can actually bring up these visuals? Sometimes I, I wonder, you know, does he know all those kind of things? He's just a pure lamb. It were better for him that a millstone. You know what a millstone is? It's a huge rock-like thing that was shaped into a big wheel. And then an animal was connected to it and they would just go round and round and they'd put grains under and then it would just, you know, make powder out of that. That's a millstone. Now take a millstone and tie it to somebody's neck and then throw them into the water. Wow, that's quite a thought. <laughs> Hanged about his neck and he cast into the sea, not even a river, to the sea. <laughs> than that he should offend one of these little ones. Major. Now, that's interesting. Okay. Did you get that visual? Yes. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, so that 490 is in context of one day actually. Seven times in a day and seven times in a day, notice how many times a day, a day has been mentioned. Turn again to thee saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. And the Lord and the apostles said unto the Lord, <laughs> increase our faith. <laughs> I can't believe that I can do that. That's too much for me. I, I, I can't see that happening. I just cannot. Can you just do something about, you know, pumping up my faith here in this matter? So this offense and these things, they go together and they try to stick on you and make your journey on this planet rough. That's what the world is all about. They are under the control of the God of this world who caused all this trouble and brings up all this muck so that you cannot walk and run your race. You cannot finish your course, that you are just caught and stuck. So can you see that in one day you can deal with a lot of stuff, just in one day, 
Jesus said you can do a lot in one day. You can forgive 490 times in one day. Then there is this thing about the fellow who says, I did wrong, forgive me. I did wrong, forgive me. Then four times later, I did wrong, forgive me. Seven times later, I did wrong, forgive me. Have you met anybody like that? I trow not, as King James says. I don't think so. Most of them won't come and tell you I did wrong. They just walk away like you did wrong. Have you noticed that? Yeah, they just stroll off. They don't even tell you a word. They just leave you in a cloud there with a dull look on your face like, what's wrong with this picture? But if they came to you and said, forgive me, maybe you'd just say, okay, man. You remember their face when they were seven years old or whatever. And then you say, okay, I forgive you. And then I went to school with this guy. Okay, I forgive you again. And then later on, yeah, I remember we used to eat ice cream together. And then, okay, I forgive them. But what about a case of a guy who doesn't come and say, I'm sorry? Hmm? Yeah, I think it all comes into this place of offenses. Let's not go too far. Let's hear Sister Kripa over there in Luke 17, 1 to 5. And then we go on. Thank you so much. Taluvaya Atanu Shishirige, Atankabaru Baradiruvadu Asadya, Adari Avaninda Avu Baruvavo Avanige Ayo. Avanu e Chikavarali Ubanige Atanka Padisuvada Kinta Avana Koradige Bisuva Kalanu Netuhaki Avananu Samudra Dolage Bisadu Vadu Avanige Uttamavagide. Nivu Nimma Vishadali Vicharike and Nutegukuliri, Nina Savodaranu Ninage, Viroda Vagi, Tapu Madidare, Avananu Gadarisu, Avanu Manasantara Patare, Avananu Shamisu. Avanu Undu Dinadali, Elu Sari Ninage, Viroda Vagi, Tapu Madi Ade Dinadali, Elu Sari Nina Kadege, Tirubikundu, Nanu Manasantara Padutene, Indu Ridare, Nino Avananu Shamisabeku and Aga apostalaru kattanige, namma nambike yannu richisu andaru. Praise the Lord. You know, as we were saying, what about the guy who doesn't say, I am sorry, I made a mistake, or I hurt you, I did this and that, I stole from you, I conked you on the head, I bashed you up, etc., etc. <laughs> well, guess what? You have this nature that came from heaven. Yendur nature what a nature you have now from heaven, your father's own nature, that takes no account of any wrong suffered. Did you know that? That's your new nature. You don't even take an account of, ah, see what that fellow did to me. Karnikyam, I will show you what great things I will do unto you. You can't say that. <laughs> You cannot have a little inventory and a little diary. You have to dump all of that. Wow. Our work is cut out for us. Can you see how much can happen in one day when you go through the internal workings of your uh, secret diary and all of that? There's a whole lot of cobweb that has to be removed and just cast down every thought Every imagination has to be cast down as long as it's against the knowledge of God. That's a lot of work. That's a lot of work. And so it affects your faith. Notice that. How do you know that? Well, verse 5, you can see a desire increase our faith. Faith 
and forgiveness, faith and love, they go together. And then Jesus said in 6, The Lord said, If you had faith as a grain of mustard seed, you might say unto the sycamine tree, I'm sick of mine. Are you sick of yours? No. Unto the sycamine tree, <laughs> Be thou plucked up by the roots. <laughs> Be thou planted in the sea, and it should obey you. <laughs> so, it's actually not about the size of the faith, because you already have the faith of the Son of God, according to Galatians 2.20. The faith of the Son of God, who loved you and gave himself for you. You and I have the same faith that actually loves and gives itself. The same faith of the Son of God. You have that faith. And he says, therefore, it's not the size of the faith, but rather the size of the unforgiveness and the size of the offense and the doubt and unbelief and fear, all of that stuff that is prevalent, is the, is the climate, is the thermals of this earth. That's what it breeds and breeds and lives out here. It's all like that. It's all competition. It's all agendas. It's all about, I'll show you. There's a lot in there, you know, I, even during this lockdown period. Have you observed how people are driving? It's like totally messed up. They're like, I'll show you who's first on the autobahn. Meanwhile, it's a stinking road in city. Uh, pardon my blank. Uh, plainness but you know who's in a race with who you have no race except the race that Jesus called you to run finish that course run that race amen but when you get out there everybody's trying to show you their cylinders and how important they are and how they don't have time to wait for you and how they're going to cross the road and just get in front of you and it can tick you off. Hallelujah. Along with every other kind of protocol of a lockdown, you are ready to bring out your .44 and just blow them away. Like I'll show you <laughs> what I've got for you. How about that? You know, all those thoughts come. And according to the Lord, if you think it, it's done, sealed. How creepy is that? You see, so, hmm, we have some work to do on a daily basis so that we can apprehend that for which we were apprehended, so that we can accomplish that for which we were called and taken. Praise God. This is a good taken, isn't it? Look at verse 6 in Canada also. It will help us. Praise God. And then you begin to think, Wow, mercy Lord, <laughs> I fouled up. So you are looking forward to mercy. Again and again and again and again. Maybe seven times a day. Maybe 70 times a day. Maybe, I don't know if you've reached the 300. I doubt if anybody reached that. But you become more concerned about your place in mercy. 
Thank God for that. Jesus, however, picked up a story which he called a kingdom principle. You know, people, there are people who talk a lot about the kingdom and it's good, that's all right. And Jesus talked about the kingdom and he came to preach the kingdom and Paul preached the kingdom freely uh, in Acts 28. Nobody pressured him. He was living in his own rented house and he could preach the kingdom. So the kingdom is a place uh, that is in the spirit right now, but it's going to manifest in the natural very soon. And Jesus is going to be sitting on throne in Jerusalem and you and I are going to be ruling with him in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. And that's going to be awesome. But meantime, it doesn't come with observation. Meantime, it is based on uh, unseen qualities. Thank God unseen qualities are where you were born into. <laughs> you are the sons of the unseen realm. You know how to handle the unseen. All these thoughts, all these emotions. Thank God we're being fed, built up in the handling of these things. So he, he brought this forth. And then verse 23 says in Matthew 18, Therefore is the kingdom of heaven likened unto a certain king, which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him, which owed him 10,000 talents. Now, one version says that this is equivalent to 10 million U.S. dollars. And... Um, you know, there are others that speak about more outrageous amounts, but let's just go with 9 million USD. So somebody who owed him 9 million came to him, was brought to him. And verse 25, he says, For as much as he had not to pay his Lord, or rather to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold. Sold, okay, think about Jesus now. Again, that pure, innocent lamb. Look at this visual. Bring the guy. Sell. Sell him, his wife, his children, and all that he has, and payment be made. Think about that. In the mind of Jesus, can you imagine this fragile event going on? A man is brought, his wife, his children, and they're all sold. Can you imagine what can happen to a family after they're sold like that? Anything. They could be treated like, I don't know, trash used and then shot, killed, whatever. Slavery. So Jesus is saying here that this king actually said, I want my money back. I don't care. Sell them, the family, everything they have. Praise God. Does Jesus understand slavery? Absolutely. Does he understand value of things? Yes. The servant therefore fell down and worshipped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me and I will pay thee all. Have patience with me. I will pay thee all. That's hmm. why so it's not cool to work with credit so much unless you know how to believe God with the simple things, with the small things. There can be a place where they grab you and sell everything and lock you down. Hmm. And then he said, Lord, have patience with me. 27. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion, loosed him, forgave him the debt. Imagine you are just 
making a U-turn and forgiving completely. Because you're moved with compassion. You just, you know, compa does compassion pay the bills? You felt compassion, pity for them, so you just said, let it go. That's an invisible thing. But God majors in these invisible things. And you have compassion. And the Bible says, if you, having the love of God, see a brother come and have need of something, and then you shut the bowels of your compassion, how dwells the love of God in you? So you and I have that love, that compassion inside us, according to James. Praise God. And so, thank God you do. You can ignore it, but you do have it. Hallelujah. You can just say, I wave it all off. What? How can you do that? Compassion. You can blame it on compassion. It was just compassion. The compassion of the kingdom. <laughs> the pity of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Loosed him and forgave him the debt. Just said, go. Nine million USD. Stroll. Take it. It's all right. But the same servant went out. The same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence. Some versions say that's like twenty twenty dollars. Okay, this guy owed nine million. Then one guy owes him twenty. Twenty dollars. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat. Notice that visual also. Grabbing of throat. <laughs> Jesus knows about throat grabbing. Uh, you know, like that. Saying, pay me that thou owest. Give me the twenty. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. The same language, have patience. And he would not, verse 30, but went and cast him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what was done, they felt they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt because thou desirest me. Shouldest not thou also have had compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had pity on thee? And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise, now it becomes personal, shall my heavenly Father, notice this loving heavenly Father, precious Jesus, how they can do things also. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also hmm. unto you, if you from your hearts, you see, the invisible places, the thoughts, from your hearts, forgive not everyone, his brother, their trespasses. You remember, if you do not humble yourself, he'll stand against you with all of his force. He'll say, you're not going anywhere. This same loving Heavenly Father can stop you in your tracks and he can do all of this that he said at the same time. I don't want to take a chance and be on that side. So, my brother, my sister, 
we have a lot of work to do in one day. Just dump these things. Father, forgive them. Forgive them. I hold nothing against them. Freely, frankly, from your heart, from your own record system, drop it, delete it, let it go. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And your faith will just be working. Your faith will be like the guy sitting at a table and he tells his servant, go to the field, go get stuff for me, and it will go and get it and come and feed you. Faith will go work for you and feed you, take care of you. See, even though you use credit cards, faith will work for you and pay it off. Ha! Isn't that awesome to know that what you believe is going to happen? What you are saying is going to come to pass? What an awesome thing this faith of the Lord is. It just works like that. It goes and works for you. Woo! Hallelujah! Why should we trip it up, bind it up, force it to just be ineffective, inactive, and be dead? Faith can actually be dead because it doesn't work. Praise God. So you and I have it pretty clear now in these days where times are terrible, perilous, fierce, where there is no human sentiment except evil out there. The Bible says unthankful, unholy, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. All of that kind of deep demonic character is going to be displayed. You will see it written plainly. It is happening in the news what is going on. In the midst of all of that, you and I have to keep our heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. Praise God. That's where our power source to do the things of our life comes from. Hallelujah. And so we have to stay away from um, the atmosphere by keeping our hearts. Um, I, I believe we can still do a little more. I think we're, we're not too bad. Maybe we can hear... Matthew 18 also now from maybe 23. A little read there will help us. Praise God. Avanu Lekavanu Takolalu Prarambisidaga Hatu Savira Talantu Badanu Sala Kodabe Kadavan and no Avana Badigetandaru. Praise God. Maybe we can also hear verse twenty eight. ಹೋಗಿಸಿದನು Maybe we can read verse 33 and 34. 
Praise God. So I don't want to be tormented. These tormentors can come and pester you until you pay everything. Phew. Fear has torment. Fear will start pursuing you up and down. You open a door for these things. I don't need that door to be open. I need it shut right now. Praise God. And you'll be wondering, am I getting the virus? Am I getting the this? Am I going to need oxygen? And then you start getting scared for no reason. Am I going to have the money? Uh, am I going to be able to pay the rent? <sighs> All of that starts coming. Tormentors. So you and I just need to be free from all of that junk. Ah, for dear life, for the life of God to flow, for the faith of God to work. Hallelujah. Let's hear verse 35 also in Canada. Meantime, every disease, every curse has been taken away by Jesus. Whatever you see there is illegal. It's a lie from the pit of hell. Jesus already took it. It has already been done 2,000 years ago. My God, how long will we be cheated? We refuse that in Jesus' name. So we cannot allow these things to take away our God-given privileges. And so you find out more and more that when you walk in love, you are kept. When you walk in pity and compassion, you are kept. Your faith works. The stuff begins to work. Hallelujah. And don't forget, in forgiving, you may have to also forgive yourself. Forgive yourself. How many times? 490 times a day. That may be your problem. Your problem may be that you cannot forgive yourself. You can forgive others, but you cannot forgive yourself. You have to learn to let go of those things and tell yourself, I forgive you. I forgive you for all that dumb move you made. I forgive you. And I forget. And I let it go. You're free. See? So who's the real you? The spirit man. Who are you forgiving? Your soul your emotional realm, who did all those goofy stuff. The man on the inside is actually saved, child of God, with the love and life, nature of God, faith of God inside there. But the man on the thought realm there, he's, he's like messed up every now and then. That's why we have to renew and work with him. He can really do goofy things while the spirit of man is actually the candle of the Lord, born again, guiding us into paths of righteousness that we should go and fulfill the call and the purpose of God. Can you imagine being able to miss all that just because of a soul, because of emotions, because of all of those uh, flighty thoughts? Mercy, Lord. Hallelujah. So you may have to forgive yourself. You may have to let go of your own thoughts and uh, set yourself free. That's, I believe, loving yourself. Hallelujah. Love your neighbor as you love yourself. That's where you have to say, okay, I forgive you. I'll let you go. Hallelujah. And then you tell your body, I put you under subjection. Come in line now. You obey in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Treat him roughly. Put him under. Don't let him get the better of you. Hallelujah. All right. So we're definitely from another realm. 
We are not of this world, even as he is not of this world. We came from above. We have our father's nature. We have our elder brother's nature. Hallelujah. Only he's trapped in this body. Sometimes it feels very trapped. You want to release and let him work through you. You have to set him free to work through you. Isn't that interesting? Hallelujah. So let's jump off right now to Philippians again, the third, and observe verse 20. For our conversation is in heaven, from whence also we look for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's where our life comes from. Hallelujah. We are looking for His soon coming. Who shall change our vile body? that it may be fashioned like unto his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able even to subdue all things unto himself. Wow, that's coming soon. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. One of these days, you're not going to feel that uh, inertia and that gravity of the body anymore. Woo, hallelujah, you're going to be free. Amen. But you have been given private information. Before that happens, we can actually enjoy a foretaste of heaven. We can enjoy a foretaste of Jesus ruling and reigning in the millennial time in this body today. Whatever you permit on the earth is what must be permitted first in heaven. Don't allow these lies. We have some stuff. We have powerful things to do. Praise God. So this is this is you and me getting ready. Let's also read Hebrews 11 chapter. Let's see if we can get one more thing. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hebrews 11. Let's take a story, reflection on Moses 11.27. By faith he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king, for he endured as seeing him who is invisible. Talking of Moses there, how he left Egypt, and the Bible says he did not fear the king anymore, and he endured, and he had dominion over all those fear thoughts, because he saw the invisible. You know, you and I can do this by faith. He said it was by faith he did that. He saw the invisible by faith. Him who is invisible. Can you see that we are called to communion and fellowship with the invisible God? And we do it by faith. Our fellowship is with the Father, with His Son Jesus. By faith. So as we fellowship with the Word, by faith we fellowship with the Father, the Son, commune with the Holy Spirit, fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Guess what? These fears are going to be put under. You're not going to be moved by any of these things. You're going to talk from heaven's perspective, from the Father's perspective. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. We'll have to uh, park there. I believe you had a good time. Um, thank you, Jesus. Let's thank Him for a minute. We give you thanks. 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 We give you thanks that we are not from this world. We are born from above. One of these days we're going home. We're so grateful. We forgive freely, frankly. We take no account of any wrong suffered. We forgive ourselves. We release ourselves today. For the mess we have done is over. 
In the name of Jesus, the compassion of God rises up within us. The Father of mercies, our Father, has given us His nature. He has forgiven and forgotten. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. Our faith can work. Our words can work. They will not return void. They will prosper in the thing for which they are sent. Because they are God's words on our lips. Hallelujah. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. I perceive that our faith is fully operational in Jesus' name. Oh, glory. We're going to have communion. Notice there, um, 27 and then 28 of the same Hebrews said, Through faith he kept the Passover. The sprinkling of blood. Hmm. Sprinkling was there. Can you see that? So, you can see that they were looking forward by faith to Jesus who was the actual Lamb of God, who was going to make sure that the family of God would be sprinkled once you're already saved. You don't need to take a bath in the blood again. This is sprinkling. The sprinkling. Hallelujah. And the destroyer hmm, that destroyed the firstborn won't touch them. So in other words, no demon, no plague will come into the house. No, won't come near your house. You and your household saved, healed, whole, sound, nothing missing, nothing broken. By faith in the blood, by faith in the finished work of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let's do that today as we get ready. Thank you, brother. Ha, ha, ha. We worship you, Lord. Thank you so much. We're so grateful, Lord. We're so grateful. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Aren't you just grateful that the Lord Jesus is the Lamb that was slain, slain for us before time began? Thank you, Jesus. You paid it all. Hallelujah. You took away our curse. You took away our sickness. You took away our poverty. You took away anything that this world can bring against us. The greater one has been given to us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We do not have a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power, love, and a sound mind. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We celebrate and declare your death until we see you face to face. Therefore, the covenant, the testament works for us. The inheritance is ours. As we eat and drink, we bless you. We praise you. Thank you for being there at the right hand, praying for us. Speaking, using our words. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Our Father, thank you Lord Jesus. Worship your great Holy Spirit for making this real to us. In the name of Jesus, shall we eat and drink. Hallelujah. All that concerns us, our families, work of our hands, our bodies, everything, our pets, our neighborhoods, whatever Job had, much more. Thank you for the blood of the new covenant speaks for us. We receive right now 
our optimum in God, God's highest in the name of Jesus. We call every need met now, yokes destroyed, burdens removed, bodies obey in Jesus' name. Our faith does not return void, it produces, it's bearing fruit, it's bringing results. Every bill paid, more than enough for every good work, more than enough for every good work in the name of Jesus. We receive the good of the land. The earth yield to us. The angels work with us. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I believe you will always have a testimony. One of these days we'll hear your testimonies also. Praise God. Hallelujah. If you'd like to give, this is a great opportunity. Let's do so in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. We receive right now from the blessing of Abraham. Ha, ha, ha. Glory to God. Abraham's blessings are mine. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, team. You are blessed. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. We won't forget these days.